Hello everybody and welcome back to Chirping with ABA Owls. I'm Lauren and this is Carla. Hiya. Um, welcome back. We um, decided to do a few more podcast episodes because we've been enjoying it so much. We just wanted to start off by giving a disclaimer, just saying that the topics and themes we discuss in these um, podcast series and episodes are our thoughts and experiences. We're not claiming to know everything about the field. Um, we're only speaking from our own experiences and successes and, dare I say it, failures, but maybe not as not always successful, um, but always persevering. So, um, yeah, that's just start off our bit. And um, I think I just wanted to say... <laughs> from the previous <laughs> podcast is that um, I really want to apologize. I, I don't know why, but I found it apparently appropriate to sing at some point. Oh, it's the, fine. Uh, you know what? It, it's completely her choice to apologize. I think it was perfect. It was yeah. Magical. I love and it. And also, I don't tend to listen to pop that often. So the fact that I was singing <laughs> pop is quite frightening. That is um, true. I can, I can subscribe to that. She's very exactly. into rock. Exactly. So, so I think, um, yeah, I, I had sort of some sort of out-of-body experience, apparently. <laughs> oh, I loved it. I was well yeah. happy listening to you sing. You sing much better yeah. than I do. Well, <laughs> so... I wouldn't go that far. But yeah. Oh, please. So You've heard all me I wanted sing. To... <laughs> that's all I wanted to talk about from the previous podcast. You didn't have anything to add from previous, did you, Carla? No, no. I'm very happy that I, you know, told the world that my sister has terrible taste in hot actors so I'm quite happy with myself oh yes I remember that um, quite vividly now so yeah um okay so the topic for today we are going to discuss assessment tools so we wanted to discuss um, a topic that will be useful for ABA and non-ABA professionals as well as par- parents or carers so when a BCBA consultant mentions oh I'm going to conduct assessments it can be unclear on what they mean. So we sometimes we parents or carers don't understand um, which tool they mean or what does that tool assess? Why is it important? Why do we choose a certain tool over another, etc. So Laura and I will be discussing the top tools we use. So top by top we mean the the ones we most commonly use. Not that they're better than others, just the ones we most commonly use, and that we find useful and recommend using. Uh, we will try to simplify and explain some things in an organized manner, but we're not going to go into details on how to use the tool. We're going to talk more about our experiences and, you know, just a quick summary of what the tool is. Um, we are uh, considering doing a workshop in the future about how to actually run these tools, so these assessment tools. Um, and of course, we'll always put the details on our website, but we can mention that again at the end of the podcast. Uh, Lauren, anything you want to add? Cool. No, that's fab. I'm happy with that so far. All right. So I'm going to get us started, get the party started. Okay. So first we're going to go into, <coughs> oh, excuse me, uh, into the VBMAP. So VBMAP stands for Verbal Behavior Milestones Assessment and Placement Program, written by Mark L. Sundberg. So this uh, tool, which I personally quite like, uh, it looks at the barriers a child has to learning, any transition difficulties, and what skills the child or the young learner has. Uh, it's mainly used for younger children uh, because it was assigned to assess existing skills across three development age levels. So the first level will be 0 to 18 months, 
then 18 months to 30 months, and then 30 months to 48 months. Um, so this assessment will allow us to identify the learner's current skills and any deficits that might exist. And once, let's say, the holes uh, are observed, we can then plan targets and goals to fill them. So this is what this tool basically does. Uh, so in terms of how often uh, or how to use it, how often to be to run it. So in the book, um, they do then because, you know, this assessment tool comes with two books, um, one that explains all the procedures and one that has the filling forms and what, you know, the specific skills to, skills to target and explained. Um, and in the guides, they do mention that once a year, it's a good uh, reference, you know, good time reference. So how often to do it. Um, but, you know, I'm not sure. Well, actually, no, no. I've read it this early, but it's not necessarily the case because some people will do it every six months. So Laura and I used to work for an organization that sometimes did it every year, sometimes did it every six months, depending on the learner. Uh, or if they want to update the child's individual education plan called the IEP. So we're going to be talking now a little bit about how often should it be run, how do we decide this, um, if it's based on the learner, etc. So how often should it be run? I already mentioned that depends on the learner and the person. Um, and who, do the, who decides this? So usually, if it's an ABA program, I would say the BCBA consultant decides this. If it's in the school, it might be schools that have their own procedures and they decide when they have to do assessments and if they want to use the assessment tool, obviously. And schools will say, OK, I need to update this target. We need to look at or if a child or a learner, etc., if they progress quite a lot, quite, uh, quite quickly, uh, we then would look at, OK, this child is mastering a lot of targets, so maybe we need to assess again to see, you know, to make sure, you know, that this this assessment tool is suitable for them. Uh, Lauren, what would you say about that? You, would you agree? I think so. Yeah, I was I was thinking about what you were saying now and listening and saying uh, thinking that we used to do it. Every, we used to do it every six months when the children were younger. And then as they That's got it. older, we would do maybe yearly ones because sometimes it's not really applicable. You know, if it's only going up to 48 months and you've got a 15 year old, some of the goals may not be suitable anymore. Um, so yeah, I think you're right. I think if we want to set new targets, we'd have to know where that child is at. So the assessment would have to accurately represent the skills the child has or the young person at that time. So we would rather, you know, um, do the assessment. And then if we, you know, three months time, they made loads of progress. We'd be like, okay, well, let's just assess again before we choose new goals or new targets. Um, so that if that assessment can accurately represent that child at that time. I think also, you know, sometimes we teach children things and then they generalize loads of skills and that isn't represented through the targets we're actually targeting, but just through their general learning, um, um, sort of pace. And it's quite nice to see in a, in a assessment, you know, oh, wow, we didn't teach them that, but they actually gained all these skills through the one, the one goal we were teaching. So, yeah, I think generalization is um, something to take into account, too. Um, I have, in my own experience, um, sometimes we didn't have time to do a very, very detailed assessment. And I put a goal in and then we realized when we started teaching the goal, 
or probing whether the child could do that, they could already do it. And if we'd have done a more detailed assessment, we might have figured that out and saved ourselves some time and <laughs> paperwork. So, yeah, I think yeah. – um, yeah, I think sometimes it depends on the learner. Um, but, yeah, six months yearly I think is good. You know, it's a good yeah. way to see pro- track progress, yeah. um, especially in terms of their education plans, et cetera. Good. Thank you. Um, we're also going to talk a bit uh, about the resources we, we need to assess the VB map. So, And sometimes people are not sure how, how much we have to prepare. Uh, the VB map, the guidebook, does give you a list of resources that you need. Uh, but I'm going to be honest, depending on the learner, I don't prepare that extensively. I don't get so many things ready because first I need to meet the learner to know the kind of things. Or actually, I would have interviewed the parents. So I have an idea of, you know, what I will need. Um, but lots, when they're really young, barriers are usually higher so we, that means that the behaviors, the challenging behaviors are usually higher. So that for me to assess that, assess that, I don't really need a lot of resources. Whereas if when interviews with parents and they tell me, oh, no, he does have quite a few skills, just one or other behavior thing, then I would I personally would then prepare a bit more and bring puzzles and, and, and but lo- puzzles, toys, but lots of times these children, these parents who have a lot of resources in the house as well. Uh, because with VBMAP, you don't need a specific toy. There's quite a few things already in the child's environment that we can use to do assessments. Um, but yeah, again, it depends on the learner. Uh, Lauren, how about you? How do you feel? How much you prepare for the VBMAP assessments? Uh, yeah, I th- I'm, I'm with you there, Carla. I think, you know, sometimes we can prepare and then we arrive and we might not have a very successful session because we're so focused on resources that we haven't planned for the actual session. So, yeah, and I think you're right. A lot of parents often have a lot of resources already and I would rather not spend too much time trying to gather resources to do some assessments when if I have things in the environment I can just use. And often if we can do it through play, you know, an assessment through play, a play session, we can just use the toys the child already likes and um, sort of create an assessment around the play activity. So, yeah, oh, I think completely you're, you're right. You know, sometimes it, it really naturally falls into place and it's quite it's quite easy. Sometimes it isn't and maybe you do need some resources. So, yeah, it depends on the young person or the person you're working with True. at the time. Yeah, I completely agree with you because I, when I'm doing play, sometimes people think it's a bit weird oh, you're just playing, but no, I'm actually assessing a lot of stuff because playing, you can get a lot. You can get demanding, so how do they ask for things? Do they grab, they look, if they have, or if they have behavior, like how are they with turn-taking? And then even in play, say, oh, what is this? Or can you get me that? Like you, you can do so much with just playing. And I think sometimes people see us playing and they think, oh, they're just playing, what are they doing? And then we're like, oh, yeah, I assess this. And then like, what, how? Because there's naturally we have so many skills in one activity that people are not aware of. Um, so, yeah, I agree with Lauren. Then you can get, you can prepare all the stuff. You can prepare until doomsday. And then you get there and it's like, oh, well, <laughs> I didn't need all that. And I spent, I don't know, a whole weekend getting stuff ready when I could have been out and, you know, well not now seeing friends now is not an option is it but you know (laughs) when 
in the past when life was carefree. <laughs> yeah, maybe enjoying the sunshine in the park would be nice, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's sunny in England today, which is a miracle. Yeah, well, you know what? It's winter in South Africa, and I have never seen so much sunshine in all my life. I can't even remember it being so sunny. Really? It's just sunny. Oh. You have a look at our weather things and literally every when we have a cloudy day, everyone's like, oh, wow, there's a change of scenery. It actually gets to the point where it's a bit much. <laughs> like, you're, oh, you're come seeking... on, don't, don't, be, don't be moaning about sunshine. No, no, but you're seeking some kind of change because you're like, oh, it's always the same. It's so, so gorgeous. I'm not going to complain. But the plants and the, the earth is craving a little bit of moisture at the moment. Bless them. Oh, so, yeah. shame. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> shame them. Um, shame. And now, yeah, <laughs> shame, shame. And now they're going, we're going to talk about our first experience running the VB map. Um, so Lauren obviously has much more experience than me. She's been doing this uh, twice as long as I have. Um, I remember how, uh, I was still a tutor and I received training with a consultant, uh, which I'm not going to say the name because I don't know if people want us to say the name. M, MG. I doubt she listens to this, but, you know, if she does, MG, hiya. Uh, so this consultant gave me training on how to use the assessment. So she was discussing what the barriers are and the milestones, which is all part of this assessment. Um, but the first time I actually started running it uh, was when I became a class leader uh, for my class. And during the summer we had to do, it was the around June, we had to prepare work for the fall so we have to do assessment so when they have a new class the new supervisor for that class you know knows okay the assessments are done I'm gonna do a program based on the assessments and I remember I it, w- it had been two days and I was still assessing the same young lady and I spoke to Lauren at the time I you know it was a sum- it was you know it was warm it was a very nice summer that year and I went to meet Lauren and her class leader because Lauren's a supervisor And I was talking to them and I was saying, oh, yeah, I've been doing this for two days for this one pupil. And they both turned to me, what? You should have been done by now. Uh, And Lauren and this person were the ones who told me, "Okay, look, try this. Well, mostly Lauren, obviously, because she has more experience. Uh, This is how you do it, etc. And then the next day when I came back to my supervisor and I said, am I taking too long doing this? They said, yeah. I said, well, then tell me, because you know what? When you're starting out running assessment tool, you're bound to take longer because you're getting familiar with it. You're bound to, you know, maybe assess things uh, in a way that you could have set uh, in a not as efficient way. So you could you could try to work on, you know, work assessing more things within a shorter time frame because it is possible. But yeah, my first time running it, I was just really slow doing it. I was just, oh yeah, okay, because. I think you also need a bit of guidance when you first start doing it. You need to have someone saying, okay, now you try this, now you try that. Because you know what? If we were all born taught, why would we need to learn anything at all? What fun would it be to learn? So, yeah, that was my first experience running it. Lauren, do you do you remember yours? I I was thinking about it when I read some of your notes. And I was like, I actually can't remember it very clearly. I... I do remember my supervisor at the time explaining the developmental side of the assessment tool and how it's, you know, it's um, sort of based on what a, a neurotypically developing child would have in these naught to four years of life. And I was like, oh, that's really interesting. 
Um, and I enjoyed also reading the manual. I was like, oh, okay. Um, I think I do remember finding the jargon a bit hard to navigate. And But I was quite new to the world of ABA then. Um, and, you know, using the jargon to that extent, I think, put me off a little bit because I already was like, oh, my goodness, all these codes and numbers and things. And then there's the jargon. I was like, okay. Um, but when I actually first started conducting them, like actually doing them, um, I struggled because I don't think anyone really took the time to explain it to me. So I have a similar experience to yours, Carla. But I I remember um, having a colleague who was actually not um, – we weren't at the same sort of level. Um, she wasn't uh, – she wasn't – um overseeing me or anything and she took the time to explain I was like oh okay this is amazing um so yeah I think it took me a little bit longer than <laughs> was necessary but um it's yeah I really and it's one of my favorite tools to use so I it did take me a little bit longer but I think it was worth it in the end so yeah I think um I enjoyed it you know essentially eventually <laughs> did we want to move on <laughs> eventually our, you know our experience yeah. um, in, in the yeah, types, of, types of learners? Yeah, I can. That's yeah, all right. Do you want to carry on? Yeah. Um, I think I was saying to Carla about this, and actually maybe it's because it's one of the first ones I learned how to use, but I kind of use the VBMAP as a standard, if I'm really, really honest. Um, even if I work with an older learner, because I'm always interested to see where their barriers are in terms of learning. What's preventing this young person from achieving um, whatever is it a communication skill is it a is it um, a motor neuro a motor skill what is what's preventing them from learning um, so I think you know yeah I kind of use it and I want to shape the program and map out a journey for this person that they might need um, I also really really enjoy the social skills area of it because I think some assessments don't really consider that as much um, they have them, but they aren't as, um, I think, detailed. There's not as much information around it. Um, and I think also I I think there's some great milestones um, and in other sessions that might not have, yeah, again, about as much detail as possible and broken down the skills as much. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, of course, you can use it in schools and home environment, and I've used it in, a, like, a clinic or a centre where I'm assessing a group of children um, in terms of their barriers. Um, so, yeah, I think it can, it, it's probably more suitable for young people, but just the barriers would be really good for any child or any young person. Mm, um, but I do, I do know what you mean, Carla, when you're saying it is probably suitable for younger people mostly because of the age thing. But I think also yeah. people ask us often, don't they? What is the age of this child developmentally? And we go, well, and if we're using the VB map as a guide, maybe they would be able to help us to answer those questions more confidently. I, I agree. I, I almost feel like they should extend the VB map to older children. Mm. You know what I mean? Because yeah. um, in my experience, look, I VB map wasn't the first one I used. I used the following one we're going to discuss, which is the Ables and the Affles. Um, but I do quite like the VB map like you and, you know, in the home programs setting, I've been using it a lot more frequently, but I think it's because the learners in this setting tend to be younger. They tend to be really, really young children. 
Um, and then there's other manuals that are for older children. Maybe actually, maybe there's something similar to the VB map for older children that we're not aware of. Yeah, um, maybe. maybe. I was thinking just, also, yeah. maybe it's because because the children are younger and also because you are the one who's assessing them, that that's what your go-to is because you know it very well. Yeah, probably. So yeah. maybe that also, because you get to create it, you know, it's your your creation yeah. of, you know, um, you get to create the program, I mean, that comes from the assessment. So maybe that's why you also... It's not only that the children are younger. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's just a thought. I'm going to yeah, be quiet exactly. now. You can have your, your bit. I had my bit. <laughs> no, that's fine. Please. You know what? I'm very sleepy. You're, you're more than welcome to intervene. Um, well, so we... Another thing that I think is really important in the VB map is to train other people. Because when you work with tutors that maybe don't know this as well, I actually like to spend time and explain to them how does it work, what does it represent. Because I think once people understand it and see how how it can be used so you know for the good for the greater good let's say um for the child they become much more invested in it and i think it's really it's a really cool thing to learn i do completely agree though carla i oh. think you what you said there is is probably needs to be underlined is that if people are educated in why the assessments are important they probably will be more invested in in the child's progression or program. And I think it's so, so important because they get to be part of that journey too. It's like, oh, look, we can work through this together and you're helping this child, you know, progress. So I think it's such an important thing yeah. to, to have everyone in the team. Yeah. yeah, be aware of and be mindful of. Because sometimes you get also tutors who are just innately really good at teaching, who teach oh, children yeah, across, true. you know, across um, sort of, environments and across um you know uh teaching materials and they're actually teaching them stuff more than we're targeting you know and then it's like oh they've achieved all this because they're just so naturally great at you know using the entire environment and um you know the child's skills to their advantage it's just amazing sometimes yeah. what people can do so yeah i'm completely in agreement there in terms of training tutors and everybody who's involved in the child's program. Yeah, def definitely. I think even if parents want to know what the assessment tool is about, it does also help them understand absolutely. How, you know the program, so it's really good. So just before we give our final thoughts on this particular manual, we're just going to tell you where to buy them. So there are various options. You can go straight to their website, which is www.vbma.com ppapp.com and we'll repeat that at the end of the podcast or you can go to www.abebook so that's a-b-e-b-o-o-k.co.uk or you can put .com or .de there, there's a, in a lot of languages and you can get a second hand set so it's a set of two books one explains how to conduct the assessment and the other one has the forms and detail levels you can also download the VB Map app, which is available on both Android and Apple software. Just so you know, we don't get any money for advertising this. This is free advertisement. Um, <laughs> when you download the app, you can then buy the materials for one student, three students, 10 students, or and 25 students. And the prices vary from $19 to $400, so let's say. 18, 17 pounds to, let's say, 380 pounds, I think, more or less. But we do advise you to get the books. I think once you have the books, you can just check them all the time. So why not? It's a good assessment to have. Um, and now, before we finish talking about the assessment, final thoughts, 
Lauren, would you like to give us your final thoughts on the PB map? Yes, absolutely. Um, so, as I've said before, I personally really, really like the VB map. I find it particularly useful when asked where a child is developmentally in terms of their age and their skill set, um, or should be, um, inverted commas, in, you know, um, in terms of their age. I think it's also, it's quite quick to implement and attracts learning and language and social skills. Um, the barriers assessment is an amazing tool, as you can see, where the barriers are to learning. I mentioned this earlier. And can help you guide you to choosing appropriate goals from there in terms of their behavior and building up skills. Um, I think it also gives you a more holistic view of learners' difficulties. If you look at the, if you can look at the barriers assessment, you can get a quite a good gist about where that person is. And I love that it's color coded because that helps me remember. So I'm just a visual learner. So that suits me really well. So that, you know, the levels of different colors. So I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah it's in the orange. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we know and exactly which level is at because of the color. Exactly. So it's really, it, for me, it's really helpful. Um, so, yeah, those are my final thoughts. Oh, thank you. Uh, I wanted to ask you, and this is because it's my own ignorance, but when people say holistic program, do they mean because it's with different areas? Is that what it yeah, kind of so. means? Yeah, I think so. I I think because, you know, if you think about um, the other assessments we're going to talk about, if you had to look at, there's not really one page you can look at and see where the gaps are in learning, is it? Isn't it? Yeah. I'm thinking more about the barriers. Like, you know, if you if we, you know, if you look at Abel's, you know, there's three pages and it's all like different things and they've got labels at the bottom. So it's a lot more like academic or um, tracking skills as opposed to seeing where there are gaps. Um, I suppose you could also look at it if you're looking at another assessment and you see, oh, it's not colored in this this block. So maybe that's why they need more development in that area. I think mm -hmm. just in terms of behavior or in terms of what's what's in in the way of this child learning. That's why I found mm -hmm. the barriers so, so useful. Because I know that we've talked about things like obviously we don't have children's names on. Like Colin doesn't divulge. Um, the information but she'll be like oh I did this barriers and I'm like oh wow this child needs a lot in here and I don't know this child I've never met this child but just yeah. from the assessment I can see I have quite a good picture so I think that for me also maybe it's because I'm visual that yeah. it helps me sort of move around it like that but I don't really know in terms of holistic I like that word but it might not be appropriate <laughs> <laughs> no because um, I've heard that word before and I was a bit like yeah yeah that yeah, was a matter um, yeah. Well, but I agree with everything you said, obviously, especially the colors. And, you know, I'm a bit OCD as well with that kind of thing. And um, the thing with this uh, assessment tool that I really like is that it divides bigger skills into smaller skills. So they have something called the milestones that are the key and the main skills. And then within each milestone, there's different smaller levels of each skill. Um, and I do that with myself. So when I want to do work, when I, do, I have something to do. If I find it very overwhelming, I divide into smaller tasks so they're achievable. And I think I started doing that because I use the VB map because I saw it, how it can be done, which is pretty cool, I think. Um, the last thought that I would say is the codes. Look, if anyone from the VB maps listening, the only note I have to say is those codes because you know, for manding and playing and all the level and all the stuff, the first milestone is called 1M. So you can't differentiate from the first milestone of manding to the first milestone of listener skills. I would just say maybe, maybe consider, for example, going 
one mm so we know it's um one first milestone of mending or one mp so the first milestone of playing i'm just saying that's just my you know unrequited what's it called not asked like not what's it called Unre- unrequested yeah so it's just uh, unrequired yeah unrequired opinion yeah so yeah i completely agree like if you if you because i used to write down i'd go through okay level one and i used to write down all the masters and then i get to like level two and i was like oh i haven't written down next to the thing so now i don't know which one it is so yeah it's quite i know i actually i had to get into the habit of writing level one landing and then the thing yeah like oh Anyway, yeah. okay, I'll leave you guys in the capable hands of Miss Lauren because she's going to take us into the next assessment. So I kind of discussed also about using um, or discussing um, the EFL, which is essential for living. Okay, and this is also this is written by Patrick, Dr. Patrick McGreevy, um, Troy Fry and Colleen Cornwall. Um, I was very, very fortunate that I have met Dr. Pat about two times. Um, I used to work in an organization that he um, came and consulted for. So I was very, very, very fortunate to have been in his presence and listened to him speak in person. He is incredibly, incredibly um, knowledgeable and just just a, a truly wonderful man. So if you ever have a, uh, the privilege of going to his training, you definitely have to attend. That's amazing. Um, and then we thought about talking about the Essential for Living because it is a fairly new-ish assessment tool, um, but is in, it's in, incredible. Um, so kind of what it does or what it assesses is that it assesses behavior, communication, and functional skills for children and adults. It's not really targeted for one particular age group, but it just does focus on more people with, with well, learners or students or however you want to frame it with more moderate to severe needs um, and it also can be deemed as an assessment tool as well as a curriculum tool um, as it follows um, or it allows the assessor to create personalized targets around this, the person that you're supporting. Um, I think what it's really good at is identifying where the problems are so maybe a little bit in the barriers sort of like the barriers for the map. it's if you do the quick assessment um, and the essential eight, which I think is involved in the quick assessment, you can see immediately where this where this young person is missing or this person is missing um, skills. Um, so it's, it is incredibly um, powerful in that way. Um, and also it's got it's quite extensive. So it's really, really extensive in terms of the detail is insane. Um, and it's also really good for, you know, um, self-help skills. And um, medical skills, if a person needs to, to be able to change their um, hearing aid or their feeding device or whatever. So it's got a lot and a lot of information in it. Um, it's not necessarily, um, it's not a d- d- developmental assessment, okay, like the view map. And it's not based on age or grade levels or, or skills in a developmental order. Um, I think that just needs to be quite clear. Um, I think the, the premise of the tool, how, we, how would we use it? What resources would we need? Okay, the premise of the tool is that it's a continuously, you're being continuously, it's used continuously. Sorry, a lot of continuously in that sentence. Um, and it's about maintaining the ones that are really acquired. Okay, and it only really requires assessment to be conducted when, the, when you're first starting with the learner. Otherwise, you just build on from there. Um, so 
it's not necessary to really conduct um, periodic assessments. It's kind of like a working tool. So when you master a skill, you get your little, you color in your little block and then you move on to the next level. Um, that being said, the quick assessment can be done in uh, one to two hours. Okay. I did it a few times with support because it's not easy to do on your own, especially when you're new to the assessment tool. Um, and also it, it can, if you're going to do a proper one through the whole program, it can take a few weeks <laughs> to um, wow. conduct. Yeah. Carla, do you want to add anything? Well, I'm going to say I'm going to be a silent partner on this one because I have never run it. I've received training from my um, supervision supervisor and um, consultant, but I've never done it. So unfortunately, I don't have much to add on this. Sorry. No, that's fine. Um, it is just it's in. I think it's just incredible amount amount of detail. Um, and so in terms of the resources needed, I think it's the quick assessment. You don't need that much resources. It's sort of assessing um, whether the child is able to tolerate things and whether they're able to request and such things. As Carla mentioned in the beginning, we are considering doing a workshop, so we're not going to go into too much detail um, about it. But the quick assessment is very easy. It's not I mean, it's quick to do. So it's a good um, one to do. But there is also this um, more detailed assessment you can do. Um so, yeah, I think the resources you need, it's not actually that extensive in terms of resources, but I would say it's probably a little bit similar to what we spoke about with the VB map in that you probably would need a few resources. But considering the environments that these young people or person might be in, you probably have quite a lot already in the environment. Um, so what I would do is prep reading the quick assessment making sure we have everything or that we're able to run anything, read the instructions and then feel confident doing it. And if you don't get someone to sit with you and read it with you, because um, that's what I did in terms of the first time I ran it. I was like, I saw the book. My supervisor at the time was like, let's run it. And I, and I was like, okay, cool. And then I just sort of decided to prep myself and look at the assessment, look at the, the manual and the assessment. And I was like, Oh my goodness. Because it can be very intimidating. If people think the VB map is intimidating, um, the EFL is on a whole new level. Um, but actually, once you get more au fait with using it, it's it's not as difficult. Um, but it's just, I have to say, it's very, 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 very detailed. Um, and, um, yeah, it can be, it can be, because there's colors and there's blocks and there's, yeah, there's a lot. Um but yeah, it it's sort of it's the quick assessment highlights areas in need of attention quite quickly. And um I also I would just want to say that I love the idea that you can create steps. If they don't have the the goal you want, there's sort of codes to create your own ones. Because we all know, and I'm speaking to the wider audience, and I'm sure Carla's gonna pitch in, that we've run assessments we've and then we find things that the children have gaps with but there's no code or assessment to evaluate oh, yeah. that skill or help you yeah so we've all had that um so yeah i um it is um it's amazing and um i think it's something that i think if i um continue to work with severe and moderate learning um students I might use this tool more often than the VB map because it is um, incredibly powerful. Um, so yeah, Carla, do you want to add anything else? Sorry, I've been ranting on for a while. No, oh, please do. Um, yeah, I just, I used it once. 
um, where not the actual assessment manual, but I was covering a pupil and their program was EFL. At the time, I didn't know it was EFL. Only when I saw the assessment tool a few years later, they have a flashback. Oh, okay. Because of the codes, the way the codes are. Um, and I've got to say, I felt a little bit, I was just, I, I didn't, I was confused. I didn't understand. But when the class leader told me, oh, no, it's, this is how you, you know, you record. Okay, cool. That's quite easy. Once, once, I think once you get the hang of it or you explain or demonstrate it, I think it becomes really easy. But at the beginning, when I actually have, I, I borrowed um, the manuals from my supervisor, just have a read through. Um, but at the beginning, you're just, oh, my days, all the colors, all the numbers, all the letters. Um, but it's just, it's scarier. It looks scarier than it what actually is. You know, it's like a, a dog that barks but doesn't bite. Uh, kind of, that's the analogy I have. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I think... Um, I remember because Dr. Pat came to the organization I was working in to talk about how he was creating this assessment. And if you know anything about Dr. Pat, you know his extensive um, experience in the field. And I think he's just, it's like a homage to his career because it just is so, there's just so much information. And I love, love, love that it um, breaks down skills into really, really small um, progress because I think Carla also will concur that there's some students you work with who don't meet the criteria for the next level and yet they've made progress and there's no way to really prove it on an assessment tool. So I love that part of it, that it, you know, that there's some, it's the detail can show progress where some other assessments have missed that. Um, in terms of where you can buy it, you can buy it from their website, um, which is www.eflapp.com. Um, the A-Books website also has them, but it, it can be quite expensive in terms of the shipping. Um, so just have a look at that. I think also you probably can just Amazon or Google, you know, have a, have a shop around. Um, but it is, it is an incredible tool. Um, but I would say only if you're really going to use it, buy it, um, because it is – it is quite a beast, but it is quite incredible. Um, and I think also they um, they recommend people seek training on how to do it. So uh, it is quite expensive, but I think you can get a few people together to do to share the cost and learn how to do it together. And as I said before, it's always nice when you have someone to sit with you who's more experienced using it to guide you through because I found that really, really helpful. I don't think the quick assessment would have been as quick <laughs> if I hadn't had my senior supervisor at the time guiding me through it um so yeah I think um yeah and I also love that Dr. Pat has gone to use everyday language in a world of that's so filled an ABA world that's so filled with jargon that he it helps people navigate you know our world a little bit easier so he's got his must have should have good to have and nice to have and that's exactly how it should be it's that those um sort of phrases give you exactly the picture. You know, you must have these skills. These are should have, so you should have them. These are re these are good to have, but these are nice. So there's, you know, I think the categories are really easier to grasp. So, yeah, I'm going to stop talking about how much I love the EFL. <laughs> and I'm going to pass it over to Carla. That's fine. I do love to listen to you talk because, and I don't have to. <laughs> 
Thank you so much for listening. This has been the end of part one of um, choosing an assessment. <laughs>